Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello everybody and welcome back to the P1 Podcast. Today we're going to be sharing with you the second part of our chat with Esteban Ocon. After our podcast, I sat down with Esty Bestie to talk to him about the things people Google about him the most. His relationship with Pierre Gasly. Did he grow up poor? Is he Spanish? Yes, people really ask that. We've released the video on YouTube, but we thought as an extra treat for all you amazing audio listeners, we'd release the full uncut interview for you right now. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a P1 video in the flesh. And yes, Esty Bestie is here <laughs> once again. And today we are going to do a very exciting video where you answer... What is it? <laughs> you know what it is. Yes, you told me just Google. before. <laughs> Google's most asked questions. Uh, so we're going to be finding a lot out about you. Uh, so are you ready? I'm a bit scared. You're not scared, are you? Come on. You, you know I wouldn't I trust, trust you. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't after this. Here we go then. Right. The first question is how tall is Esteban Ocon? Well, you are going to have some new numbers. Yeah. New numbers? Yeah. Oh, because... so like when Google's always wrong. No, 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 no. Because I'm sure that comes from Formula One, the information, and they put 186 yeah. out there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's what we got, yeah. That's what you got. So I'm, I'm right on that. But I measured myself not too long ago, and I'm 188. You've so grown. I've, I've grown. Yeah, I don't You've know grown. how is that possible. How old are you? 26. 26. Yeah, you're still growing. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Formula One, like the, yeah, the G-forces. Yeah, it's probably it's, it's putting me the other way. It's not compressing me. It's putting me high. Because we had you down as joint tallest with Alex Albon, so I think you two need to go back to back, and then we see who no we can problem. crown. No problem. Let's do it. I'm pretty confident the now. Tallest driver. Yeah. <laughs> I was confident before, but now I'm, I'm even more confident. <laughs> yes, P1. <laughs> exactly. What is it like being the tallest driver? Not good, I tell you. <laughs> you wish it's, you were shrinking at yeah, this point. Yeah, I wish I was, I was smaller. Um, no, it's a lot of problems, obviously, to try and fit yourself the best in the car. Um, so the engineers have to work a lot to try and get you a bigger tub, a good position. And you have a lot of helmet lift as well if you're quite high. So, uh, so no. It's not the best thing. It, probably if I was running or doing basketball, it would be a better thing. But uh, no, I'm better in a race car. So how much time do you think you're losing being as tall as you are? No, I don't think I'm losing time Three seconds. Of <laughs> there <Okay>. we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Three seconds. We'll go with that. There yes. you go. You would have won every race you've taken part in. <laughs> okay, next question. This is, a, this is a, an interesting one. Is Esteban Ocon Spanish? Why do people think you're Spanish? I'm half Spanish, so it's half true. Okay. Um, yeah, because um, basically from my dad's side, my grandparents are born in Spain. So, um, so I speak Spanish. And uh, yeah, I have half, I'm 50% Spanish, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. But under the French. Under the French, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm born in France, and my dad is also born in France. Amazing. And that actually loops us into the next question, which is amazing. It's almost like you've seen these. Uh, the next one is Esteban Ocon parents. Um, 
how much influence have they had on your career? Because I, I don't feel like your journey to Formula One is spoken about enough because it wasn't easy by any stretch. Like you hear the you hear Lewis Hamilton's story and how you know inspirational that is, but I feel like yours is you know is, is a really interesting one as well. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, for sure. My my parents they've they've dedicated um, you know their their whole life to me. You know, which is not something that every parents do, and you know I feel you know super privileged to. Uh, to have had this chance and, and for my parents to sacrifice everything, you know, because they were believing that I had some capabilities and believing that, you know, it was also what I wanted to do. Um, since I, I was super young, everything that I wanted to do was, was Formula One. Um, it was always, you know, only that, not football, not being a chef, you know, no disrespect to all of, of, of these uh, other jobs but to Sonoda that wants a restaurant yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly no for me for me it's always been Formula One and yeah they've uh, they've sacrificed everything as I said so they were probably the biggest you know influence so you said about you know basketball because you know, your height there weren't any other sports that you were good at really? well yeah I was I was good at all the sports good at all of them but no, just, just not, not, as not good all as of them, them. Uh, not all of them but uh, as soon as there was an engine I was better that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, which other sports are you really good at? Then, would you say? Well, I was quite good at uh, motocross when I was younger. Um, I mean, in my garden. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Who are you racing against? Yeah, uh, Charles. Okay, Charles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were we were doing some motocross, lap time motocross on his garden as well. How, how old were you then? We were what eight, seven, eight. So you yeah, and Charles were, were racing each other at that yeah, time. That's yeah, amazing. on the motocross. Yeah, it was good fun. You won? Well. <laughs> we had a lot of chance. That's, that's all I can tell you. But uh, yeah, not, not putting any debate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, there's another question here. Did Ocon grow up poor? Uh, there's people that, as I kind of mentioned, like billionaire kids making it very easy through there. Would you say your family were poor when you grew up? No, I would not say no that we were poor. I, I never, you know, lacked. Um, you know anything in particular I always had you know enough food I always had enough clothes um, we were not rich enough you know to be doing the sport that we were doing um, that's that's very clear but we were not poor and, and my parents were you know doing everything they could uh, you know for me to to grow up normally and to grow up the best way you know I could um, so no I was not poor so when you were growing up as well, did you have like a little part-time job or something that, that, that what, were you just focusing on racing or did you have to do like any little jobs? Well, or? no, I was helping my dad uh, yeah. basically as much as I could because, you know, he he was working on his garage, uh, you know, by himself, you know, working on the cars and all that. But at the time I was, I was too young, you know, to, to really help, um, you know, I was doing, trying to clean, you know, things that I could and you know, to, to try and give him, you know, an easier time. But it was when we were going go-karting um, that he had to, you know, build the tent, um, you know, unload and load uh, the truck itself, um, you know, load the caravan. Um, yeah, it was all of these, you know, different aspects that nobody really saw that he was doing all by himself on top of being, you know, the race mechanic um, and helping my mom as well. Um, so, you know, we were basically flat out doing all that. Was that quite a special thing to have them so close to you as you were going through the ranks and, and pushing yourself and trying to win, like to have your dad there alongside you? Sort of yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, they were the biggest support. Um, and of course, we had, you know, great people that came around as well to, to support them financially and, 
you know, for a year or two, um, you know, we, we suddenly had, you know, money to buy new tires, to buy, you know, chassis. Yes, tires. And, <laughs> yeah, tires and engines. And yeah, it was, it was just, uh, you know, seeing the progress, you know, that was, that was great. And seeing, you know, how we evolved by ourselves, really, um, it only tastes sweeter now. Amazing. Uh, next one, Espanoc on Spider-Man. Uh, now, I know we've spoken about this in the podcast, but for those that haven't seen it, tell us uh, about your love of Spider-Man. Well, the loss from Spider-Man um, probably comes from from these days. You know, when we are traveling in in the in the van and the caravan, um, I had this little screen um, with three DVDs, and the three DVDs were Spider-Man One, Two, and Three. <laughs> no other films. <laughs> no, there was no other oh films. No, no, they were on repeat. Uh, <laughs> you know, forever. Uh, when we are doing Evreux to Sarno uh, by caravan at 90 kph with the track that's about 15 to 17 hour drive. Um, yeah, I had a lot of time to play Spider-Man. <laughs> you, must, you must know every word of the entire <laughs> Pretty Spider-Man much, yeah, series. very close. I probably forgot now a bit because I stopped watching it for, for probably, yeah, seven or eight sure years. I'm sure it'll come back to you. But it, sure. it will come back, yeah. Have you ever had sure. the full onesie Spider-Man, like from head but to toe? But it's all in French. I was only watching it in French, okay. never in English. Yeah. So, uh, but still, I do now because yeah. When I was younger, I was not speaking English. Yeah. And uh, I've always watched, you know, the movies in, in French. And now when I watch movie, a movie, for example, with Mick, you know, he watches it in English. And I'm like, it feels wrong, you mm. know, to me. I always watch it in French. So, oh, yeah. Amazing. So have you ever had the full costume? Have you ever? No. Worn? No. no. That needs no, to happen. I had the, the web, happen. the spider webs, yeah. as I said. In the but podcast. not the full, not no. the full. Oh, okay. Not that needs cool. to happen. I reckon you'd enjoy it. I have an well. Iron Man helmet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, Which is pretty cool. But. Right. But no Spider-Man. No. Okay. No. Right. Tommy, write that down. That's a gift. But I have, I have a better thing. I have a race helmet Spider-Man. So. Of course. We need the overalls as well. You know, exactly. The full, the yeah. full kit. Maybe we uh, think yeah, about let's that. Let's write that down. Cool. We'll um, ask Alpine. Alpine? <laughs> <laughs> Alpine? Okay. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I, I do work in Alpine. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Next one is uh, Ocon and Gasly. Now, is it strange being teammates? with Pierre now since you grew up with him and spent time karting together that you're now both racing for Alpine? Not really. It's not really strange. I mean, we've, we've always, you know, been racing together through the categories. Um, and we were also teammates for a test with, in GP2 back then, um, just before I won the, the GP3 championship. So does it feel weird? Yes and no. Um, no, because 
they were, we, we always live so close, we always saw each other so much that, um, you know, it just feels normal, you know, that he's, he's here now. And, um, you know, it's cool actually to, um, to see him, you know, racing in F1 and, and to see him, you know, competing and, and being so su su successful as well. So, no, it's, uh, it's great to have him on board. But not too successful now that you're racing exactly. against each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice, you nice, know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is Esteban Ocon, Drive to Survive. Where do you stand on it? Do you enjoy it? Do you sit there and go, that's an accurate representation of Formula One? Uh, where, where do you have your opinion? I think, honestly, um, I think season one was, was really nice. Um, and I've enjoyed, you know, filming with, uh, with Netflix. I've, I've, gave, I've gave them, you know, a lot of, uh, of my time, you know, to come in filming at my training center and all that. And, um, and yeah, it was nice just to see how, you know, they were going to put it together and, and how they were going to shape the, the story. And, and I think it, it, it followed, you know, quite well, um, to some extent, you know, who I was, um, I think after that it started to become a little bit too dramatic at times, but we can't complain, you know, having um, good advertising on our sport and good ad advertising on ourselves as well as athletes. I think it's just, um, you know, awesome to be covered by, by such a platform. So, yeah, uh, Drive to Survive, I would say, yeah, watch it. Yeah, so you've watched every season? No. <laughs> <laughs> Season one. <laughs> I watched. I watched season one, and uh, no, you know what I did is even worse than that. The, the future season, I've watched it in, watched in, frame, you know, in frame. You know, so I was looking at. I know. I know what they are going to say there. I know. <laughs> because I was there, obviously, yeah. the whole season, so I knew how they were going to shape things once I saw the images. That's actually a, a question to, to lead off of. That is, do you watch the races back? So, do you actually go back and watch? You know, Crofty commentating over a race, because I know some drivers don't, some drivers do. I do watch highlights every time, that's for sure. Um, and then when there is some crucial moments or things that I need to look at, uh, look out for what happened at that time or what could we have done better, yeah, I do watch. And then, of course, you watch the P1 uh, content that of comes course. out afterwards, podcast, yeah. uh, funniest tweets. But you know what? I, I, come across, I come across your, your comments or your, when you have a, like an important take on yeah. something on Instagram all the time. So that's weird because I never ever think that Formula One drivers see our yeah, stuff yeah. ever. Yeah, I do watch me. Okay, do good. Watch, yeah. Well, I'm glad you still follow us. That's uh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> until until yeah. you say something wrong about yeah. me, then I'll follow you. God, Ocon, wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we would never. Um, next one is Esteban Ocon Ballon d'Or. Now, this was uh, a, an interesting event where you, you actually drove an F1 car to the event or in the What was that like? Oh, that and was you insane. delivered the trophy. That was insane. Like, like how how even like holding the Ballon d'Or already is something that you know nobody really have the chance of doing. So apart from you know the the players, the football players, and the top ones, um, but to do it twice, to, to bring it once on stage already, and then to bring it with a Formula One car, like I think there's no F1 driver that can say, oh yeah, I drove in in Paris Town with an F1 car, and uh, and I did so. So. It's a crossover. I don't think anyone really expected either. Yeah, like, you know what? It's it's you know. You, one. And you know what? I dig a hole in the floor as well, on the ground on the tarmac. <laughs> oh, <did> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gave me a bit too much wheel spin. Yeah. You? Well, but basically, they told me, oh yeah, you can do donuts on that street. And I said, but what are those cones like? Can you remove them? Uh, no, actually, those are metal bars. And I'm like, but I can't do a donuts through two meters wide. You know, yeah. that's not possible. So basically, I wheel spun for like a minute. Like on the sat down on the floor and I dig the hole in the ground. 
that's so, cool. That should be like then signed or something. Yeah, maybe here, you can you send know? that to like, to uh, to the Paris. That's uh, a cool yeah. thing. But it, it clearly it meant a lot to you. That that was a special moment. Yeah, a special moment. Yeah, it was it was just awesome and yeah. I bet the was, room was, was full of just star-studded celebrities everywhere. Well, right? uh, like one meter away, there was Zidane, Ronaldo. In front of me was uh, Kylian Mbappe. And did you get to speak to any of them? Yeah, I mean, well, now obviously he's an ambassador for yeah. for our brand, Zidane. Course, yeah. So we work together, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I got a signed jersey by by Kylian Mbappe and by other players as well. So it's awesome. you're just like a kid in the candy shop. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> like, to next Ronaldo's over yeah, there. Yeah, what am I doing there? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. Ah, uh, it's amazing. Hopefully, you get to continue to do that. Yes, uh, yes, I hope. Be, I hope. That'll be the dream. Yes. Uh, this next <laughs> this next Google question just made me laugh, so I included it. Um, is Esteban Ocon good is a question that people decide to type. Um, how would you respond to that? Are you good? I hope so. <laughs> F1 race well, winner. I'm, I'm trying to be good in, in my sport. Um, but actually, I have, a, I have a funny story. Somebody, not too long ago, actually, was the launch um, this year in, in London. Somebody came and talked to me and said, um, can we have a picture? And then we started chatting about the launch, about the new season and and stuff like that and, and he said you know what i didn't like you before but i said but why because <laughs> why would you say yeah that? You, you, do, you don't know me yeah but from what i i used to see and from your racing actions and stuff like that i didn't like you but now that i've talked to you you know you you are you're a really nice guy uh, and honestly it did hurt me a bit because yeah. i thought you know it's it's strange to but i was happy that he told me in a way because Probably, yeah, that's, that's what people uh, don't realize, that the when you are racing, it's something completely different to how you are as a person, as a genuine person. So, and that's how I try to be, you know, uh, just a, a genuine guy, uh, you, you know, racing hard. So thank you. You thank are. You, you are. You, you, I would say genuinely, not just because you're here, you are the nicest guy on thank the you. 100%. Thank you very much. Um, it's funny actually you said that story because I had something quite similar happen to me, which Tommy is definitely thinking really? about. Really? Well. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't a backhanded compliment. It was just a backhand. Right? Oh, really? So this guy, this was just before our live show. He's pulling a pint. He's literally working in this pub that okay. we're, we're just, we were waiting after our rehearsal for the show. And he's pulling the pint and then just go, looks over, because we're just sat at a table, just looks over and he's, are you, are you Matt from WTF1? I was like, well, used to be. Yeah, that's um, a strange guy. Yeah, and you think, oh, maybe they'll say, oh, I liked what you did. He just went, I didn't really like you over there, and I, I unsubscribed because you were really annoying. And then carries on pulling his pint and just goes about his day. No! <laughs> no we had to stay in the bar. Yeah. Him there, oh, and I'm I wanted so another sorry, drink, mate. but I thought he would just spit in my drink, so I didn't have one after that. Boy, you are, you are also very nice, so oh, I disagree. It. I wasn't teeing that up for you. No, no, but one. because you didn't have that, that you know, coming back up, <laughs> yeah. I needed I to help you a bit. <laughs> I finally got the compliment. Yes, mate. Um, but yeah, that's the first ever hater wow. I've ever had in life. Because, you know, because it's weird, because you think, they're going to say something nice. Yeah, for then, sure. No. And you just, oh, okay. You, you hated me. Uh, but no, I just thought that reminded me of that. The last one, uh, which we have spoken about a little bit in the podcast, but just for those that haven't seen, Esteban Ocon win. That's a very popular uh, search. Um, how do we talk about this in a way that we haven't already spoken about in the podcast? Um, what was you the... watched it back. You know, you mentioned about... <laughs> it's not Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. It's now West Ham. I can win. Hungry. I didn't watch the whole thing, no. Have you not? No, not, at the, all. not the whole race, no. I feel like you should do, you know how the Sky have that feature where Martin Brundle sits in the cinema room with like Hamilton and goes yeah. through the, that. They should do but that with I've you. Done, I've done that. Have you? I've done that, but it's only bits oh, of the race that you watch. And um, 
and also um yeah it's very expensive the sky sports all <laughs> 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 the canal plus all the french one and they don't want to give me a subscription for free no so, they don't no, no, they don't, so. Oh. So, no, so i watch highlights <laughs> i can't believe you've not been no, given I could. The... honestly i could but uh but yeah no i i didn't watch it completely no because everything went well in that race so i only watched the bits that we could have improved mm. and i felt that we've done you know, everything that we needed. I love how it. you're still watching it back for things that can improve, even though you won the race. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's just F1, isn't it, really? Like, yeah, did I have improved? That's amazing. Um, I, I want to know what went through your head, actually, when the whole sea of Formula One cars just opened up for you in that race yeah. and you just went into the first turn. In your head, were you just like, this is the jackpot? Well, yeah, it was exactly that. So I, I kind of saw... You know, the I think it was Lance, you know, coming through the grass and, and I kind of, you know, went a bit left to give him some room to crash to the car in front. Um, and that then, you know, everything opened up in front. And after, just after that, I thought, you know, there's going to be a high chance that we are going to do something great here. And uh, and then it's the whole story that we say in the podcast. So yeah. Make sure you were, you listen to the podcast. Look at this guy, honestly. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> what I was going to ask, which we didn't ask in the podcast, was when Hamilton didn't peel into the pits, did you go, oh, that's P1, thank you very much? No. No? no did you no. think, oh, God, I should have stayed out? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. It was obvious because to me it was completely dry and I thought, okay, 100%, you know, he's going to come in. But because you don't see the other cars coming in with you, then yeah. I thought, I did a mistake there. Because <laughs> it's not often that Lewis does a mistake like that, especially on the wet, getting a, a track, getting dry. They, they got it every time right, you know, Mercedes. And then I look behind me and I see everyone pitting and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> okay, that's going to be all right. But the, the crazy thing that nobody really spoke about, though, was the fact that then we come out at the end of the pit lane, I stop, so I'm... I'm effectively P2 because Lewis is on the track. And then I'm, I'm going back on neutral because I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be extremely long, you know, the restart period. And I actually missed the restart a bit. Like, I'm, I must have done like a reaction time of like five tenths instead of like two. Oh, really slow. Yeah, but that's really, really slow in Formula One standards. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I get George, you know, passing me through. And I'm thinking, I, I, I missed my start. You yeah. know? But no, actually, he was not allowed to pass. But for me, it was normal that he passed me because I missed the start. Mm -hmm. But no, then, you know, he had to let me go. But that would not have been a different race, I think, if, if George had stayed in front there. Because yeah, he, was, he, he was not easy to pass at the time. He, yeah, because wasn't his teammate Latifi holding everyone up as well, yes. which gave a, a really nice buffer for you exactly. and Vettel to just drive away. Yeah, yeah. Did you send Latifi a little check in the post? No, uh, <laughs> no I didn't do. I didn't do. Oh, no, it's an amazing story though, uh, and one that yeah we love reflecting on. Uh, and, and when that that moment was when you you drove over the line, checkered flag was for you. Did you cry? What, what yeah. was? Yeah. yeah, I had tears at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I, like all the emotions came out. A uh, very strange noise at one point as well. I went like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that was very strange. What was that again, just for the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was all the emotions and yeah, all the flashback from from all the years of you know of hard work and and the tough times really that that came back through my mind. And um, yeah, all worth it. I bet your parents were over the moon. Weren't yeah. They? They were. what, what did they say to you? Like the first things they said to you when. When you eventually spoke to them, oh, yeah, they were on the phone. They were they were all crying, and everybody turned up at my house. My whole family and, yeah. and everyone, yeah, they all came, and, and yeah, it was just was just awesome. I, I got that picture 
when they they all did a picture and and holding a glass of champagne uh, i would always yeah keep that one as a as a great memory that's amazing well there you go there is esteban ocon's most googled questions i want to say thank you so much my friend it was nice because they were not the most googled questions <laughs> so you know nice. we, we, we were nice about it but <laughs> i hope you. you enjoyed it esteban thank you so much for I coming on thanks for the people on the video and we'll see him and you very soon see you soon P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.